Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Um, We're back live from the Blue Cross Blue Shield Performance Stage with more of the QB1 Town Hall broadcast with the Parkinson Spiegel Show on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Give yourself a round of applause. Thank you so much. Screw the haters on social media. People are having a great time. This is great. We're having a great time. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, right? That too. That too. But, you yeah, know, these people are having a good time. Hope it's a good listen. Everybody's come with thoughts, and that's what it's about to uh, get some more voices in. I thought it was about influencing public policy and actually convincing Ryan Poles what to do. You know, you've um, you've been doing your best to influence public policy or public been. thought. I have been. And it's exhausting. It's, it's really <laughs> I get it. Try being me. Oh, man, I can't imagine. I, I, I don't sleep. <laughs> you should. Well, that's why the Lord invented booze. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> but, I have, uh, three bottles have been gifted to me. But, you know, it's fascinating that some people... I haven't seen the booze. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah, I got a bottle right here. And we have margaritas. Can we pour these people margaritas yet? We cannot. No, we cannot. We cannot? <laughs> Not allowed to. Even though we didn't bring the margarita stuff? If can we... Shane is saying no, you know we can't do it. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we cannot. That's okay. the quickest no I've ever had. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I mean, for a rule breaker, noted rule breaker, that was uh, remarkably polite and agreeable. All right, noted. All right. Who do, well, I guess, who are we going to talk to about sports next, Shane? Uh, so we're going to go uh, pro fields. We'll go to Joe, and he says he's from Janesville. And if you came here from Janesville, priorities, brother. He's the one who wore the, uh, the Justin Fields jersey right. and then gave it up to us so we could have a Fields and a Caleb on the stage. Yeah. Tune into Twitch to see the jerseys. What up, Joe? And I would argue my jersey looks much better, you know, stitched. Yeah, sure. Together. Yeah, yeah, no, that's did, true. Did Fanatics make the make the, the Caleb jersey? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> painted on numbers, not off. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, yeah, it cost enough though. Yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. So you guys talked about pocket presence. I wanted to know how much you thought the center weighed into that cuz that was absolute turnstile uh, with Lucas Patrick, Cody Whitehair. 
not really having any blitz pickup, not really having any consistency there. So what do you think that played into the pocket presence with Justin Fields? It, as the current reigning center on the dais, yeah, on please. the dais uh, right here, since I played four years of intramural, um, <laughs> I, I, it, it definitely, definitely played a role. But, you know, I mean, did, we watched and dissected every play that Fields had. And sometimes the pocket presence that we're talking about was not related to pressure up the middle. Sometimes it was. So it's a matter of the volume of times that I myself felt like I thought I saw it. He definitely needs uh, a center who is really good at identifying pressure and has a good, strong base. And the Bears need that for Caleb desperately. I I'm personally offended at the way they have handled center over the last three years. And again, we've got Olin Krutz at 5 o'clock, but also... He's a little bit higher ranking, yes. Yeah, well, you're right. You're the highest ranking center on the show until Olin joins Correct. us. Correct. Um, if you watched the playoffs, Mahomes probably got 15 low snaps from Creed Humphrey throughout their run. You know, and Creed Humphrey's very, very good. He's, he's been second-team All-Pro. He's he's very, very good player. Um, Would you say you should have taken him higher, Creed Humphrey, with the low snaps? Yeah. <laughs> That's a music reference. Sorry. Um, Sorry about that. No, it's okay. It's, it's, it's okay. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I just think that there is... At least he knew it was a music reference. He didn't have to point out that it was. Damn, dude. I drop a Creed reference in the middle of the show, and I get four laughs. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a tough crowd, man. Can you take me higher? Uh, my neighbor growing up, her cousin was one of the guys in Creed. That's great, man. Thanks. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just trying to yes and the it, Creed reference. That was a dynamite drop. In. Thank you. Uh, point is, like, great it, song. It, it, it kind of goes back to like the thing that I find with the field stuff is... It's like, well, he needs, uh, you know, he do, he hasn't had his Andy Reid, and he only has DJ Moore, and he doesn't have a number two receiver, and he doesn't have a number two tight end, and he doesn't have, he had a rookie right tackle, and he doesn't, he, the, the snaps were too bad, and he had too many different centers. Like, it's, if you're great, it's not going to be perfect. You know, it, it's not perfect for anybody in the NFL. Um, and the guys that it is basically perfect for, like Jalen Hurts last year, uh, or Brock Purdy the last couple of years. They've gotten to the Super Bowl, haven't won, clearly could have won. But in Philly right now, they are terrified about how much money they gave Jalen Hurts uh, based on how it looked this year when some things were not as good as they were the year before around him. And like that contract hasn't even kicked in yet. So there's a real concern there of like, are you, and I, I still will be floored if the Niners like truly pay Brock Purdy huge money and say we don't need McCaffrey and Debo and Trent and Ayuk to like elevate him up and they will say, no, he could elevate a bunch of rookies because we'll pay him fifty million dollars. Well, a year. they'll try to split that difference, uh, maybe. It's, but it's gonna be hard. I mean it's Daniel Jones difficult. got forty million a year. You're gonna need to give Brock Purdy who's won playoff games mm -hmm. and been in a Super Bowl and was number one in QBR, you're going to need to give him a ton of – now, not this year. He's cheap again this year. But I'm just saying, like, Houston, no one would have said that C.J. Stroud had a perfect situation coming into this year. Nobody in the world. Mm -hmm. And then he all of a sudden, like, now we all know who Noah Brown is and Bobby Sloak's getting head coaching interviews because C.J. Stroud was awesome. I, I really want to want to hear this and want listeners to hear this. We've never played it. And as we've been looking around for Just Independence, Justin Field supporters, Alex Smith is a pretty fascinating 
name to be doing this as a mobile quarterback out of Utah in the Urban Meyer system who evolved into a, a pretty darn complete NFL quarterback and played you know, before Mahomes and helped groom Mahomes. Alex Smith made the argument for building around Justin Fields. So let's hear that. I mean, I think it's fascinating. Uh, I, I do it's too. a great situation to be in. Um, I think they're both great choices. Uh, listen, we can dive into the numbers on Justin Fields um, and, and his career, but you also have to take into account the instability this guy's played through. Multiple head coaches, multiple offenses, a turnstile of an offensive line. This is the first year with DJ Moore. He's actually had a number one receiver. Um, you know, like I, I just think it it goes beyond that. And then, and, and given that instability, when you look at his play and who he's playing with uh, these last couple of years, like I, I think there's an argument to be made. Like this guy, this guy's uh, ceiling is unbelievable. I mean, I, I, I really do think he's in a separate category when it comes to. We, there's a lot of guys that we say are dual threat. You know, that fall into that category. Uh, th this guy's different. Uh, he has different kind of strength and ability uh, with his legs, and he makes plays that I think. And we're seeing football trend towards this. Like, look at Lamar, what he's done this year. And again, he, he's going to win the MVP deservingly. And again, not just based off his raw numbers. It's just his effect on the game, his effect and pressure he puts on opposing defenses in the run game and pass game. I, I think you you put Justin Fields in that kind of box. So, and, and we're seeing football go to this. Like, I think he can become that. He's that level of, of, of runner and thrower. He can make that kind of off schedule, those, that, those kinds of off schedule plays. Um, and on the flip side of this, Listen, this last weekend when they I was you know watching the Dallas Lions game when they had the the Jimmy Johnson Jerry Jones love fest at halftime that we all had to watch and they're talking about that early 90s <laughs> dynasty that that became the Dallas Cowboys that all was spawned off the Herschel Walker trade like no one wanted to talk about it like they traded Herschel Walker got a king's ransom and they built a dynasty off of it and you potentially can do that like if if someone's willing to give you up give up everything for Caleb Williams and you're telling me you you can go get a bunch of of picks and players and and to build this this roster around like I like it like you're telling me if you go put Justin Fields in a great situation with great players around him like this guy's not going to flourish in a great system like I there's part of me that thinks you should and and go take the trade and somebody's going to give up a ton you take it um you keep Justin Fields who I think again shown this ability uh, to to really be a difference maker on the football field, and you go build around him. This is still a team game. Like, listen, the Ravens are where they are. Yes, Lamar is unbelievable. They're they're the best roster in football, right? Like the same thing with the Niners. Like Brock Purdy's been amazing. They're one of the best rosters in football. Like you still have to put the whole thing together. And again, if someone's willing to give up all of that, like I I don't see how you don't take it and go build and run this thing uh, around Justin Fields. Listen, that's, I, that's really good stuff. It, it's it's great, uh, and I'd imagine a lot of the people who think that it should be done out here would would applaud. That was he's very smart. He enunciated it great. I would argue they've already made their Herschel Walker trade. They traded the number one pick last year, got a ton for it, and that could include the quarterback. You know, so yeah, you could do it again. And get a ton for him. 
I like I said, I think that that decision has already been made, and it's just a question of which quarterback it's going to be, and if he's going to try to do both and take Jaden Daniels or Drake May and still trade out of the Caleb. Like I, I think that's probably on the board, although I would say pretty unlikely. But they've already made the trade, and the quarterback just happens to be sitting here. And the examples that he uses, like if San Francisco had the number one pick, they would draft Caleb Williams. I mean, I, I know you hate that as a Purdy guy, but they would. I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not okay. sure if they would. Okay. I mean, that's I, I, you know, that's that's an overly extreme example. I think there's because you don't need to go that high in terms of quality of quarterback play. There's there's traded, a ton of teams. We could we could go down the list of teams, and a ton of teams would do it to make your point. But they traded three first round picks when they had a quarterback who had them in the Super Bowl to not take the number one pick, you know, to take a guy who was playing in the FCS in Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just – you're right. I don't know that, and it is – maybe that's an extreme it's example. A, it's a, I think it's but, overly but, extreme. But, but, I mean, we've seen them make one of the boldest quarterback trades in NFL history. Yeah. So, I, I think that they are a team that would take a pretty big swing now look, at it, quarterback. Maybe maybe they'll trade Brock Purdy and sign Kirk Cousins, and, you know, and we can talk I'll, about that, but that's a known commodity and somebody yeah. – that Shanahan has loved for a long time. Yeah, but no, I mean that's that is the that is a that is the right way to elucidate the point uh, by Alex Smith. What else we got, Shane? Okay, let's go back to the K Libertarians. Remind me where Kirk and Lake Villa is. A lot of good-looking people, and then also Paul Correct. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys definitely just stole my thunder about the 49ers, but I think to your point, that Super Bowl showed that you can surround skirt steak with George Kittle. Right, right. Brandon Ayuk, Debo, Trent Williams, it doesn't matter, Christian McCaffrey, and you can't beat that guy, right? That guy's been in every AFC championship he's ever been a starter in, right? That guy, you can't beat him. And if you got a chance to swing at that guy and it doesn't cost you anything, I think you have to swing. Uh, having said that, two things can be true at once, right? This sucks for Justin. Justin sucks. does seem like a likable guy, and we're doing him dirty, but you got to do it. Yeah, great, great. I want to say call. Uh, it's not a call, but... Um, I'm sorry. What was his name again, Shane? Kirk was, from Lake Kirk and Lake Kirk. Kirk. Definitely Kirk. not Paul. Correct. Yeah, no, that it was, was a Kirk. good point. That was Kirk. No, I, the the fields part of it does suck, man. He he was drafted by Matt Nagy, whose job was on the line, and then he had to play in Andy Dalton's offense, and then he took nine sacks in his, in his first start, and then he played in a year where they were tanking and they had the most dead cap space in the NFL where they got rid of Akeem Hicks and Eddie Goldman and Khalil Mack before the year and then Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith during the year and they traded for Chase Claypool and he sucked and then th- that was two offenses in two years and then in his third year he finally has continuity and he finally has DJ Moore they have an idiotic game plan to start the season mm-hmm. and then he gets hurt like it's sucks yeah well, but if well, they if they didn't have the number one overall pick, we wouldn't be talking about it. Well, and and if we just think about the Getzy part, and we know what happened last year, right? Where Getzy didn't pivot until the mid the mini buy, but then he did. But just this year, it obviously was this crazy kind of. Um, dropping Justin into the deep end of the pool of the pocket passer thing that they wanted to do because they had this insurance of having two first-round picks. They knew they had two first-round picks in a great quarterback draft. So 
I think they had the idea, okay, let's find out. And Justin was terrible. Those first two weeks was absolutely horrendous. And it got better, and the game plan did change, and he correctly pointed to coaching. But the fact that he reacted to that that poorly and was that clearly broken and overwhelmed after an entire offseason where this was the game plan, that, sh- that in itself ought to be concerning. Well, and it, frankly, you're right. it is a part of what concerns me is that because greatness – will find a way to look better than that, even with uh, a game plan that puts them in a tough spot. Well, and listen, you're right about the the insurance in the known great quarterback class, because I've been saying like, if they had the seventh and the ninth pick, it wouldn't be a discussion. They might be trying to trade up for one with those two. Not for one, but you know what I mean? Because that wouldn't, it just wouldn't be enough. But, but to trade up to take Jaden Daniels, or we'd be talking about J.J. McCarthy. Absolutely. Or, or, or Drake May. And or, the conversation or, will be different, but it would still be going on. Yeah, it would. It would be. It would be different. It would be different. It, it would. It would be. Which is why. Which is another reason why. Um, what Carolina had to do to take Bryce Young really hampered Bryce Young's ability to be good. Traded away his number one wideout and his first round picks. All right, he, they don't get to add a first round pick this year to help Bryce Young, and they don't get to add a second round pick next year to help Bryce Young. So they have really made it difficult to maximize Bryce Young's rookie contract. You have the exact opposite opportunity here for Caleb. You drop him into a seven win team, not a two win team. You have the ninth overall pick this year, and you have the cap space. Like the chances of Caleb busting are about as low as any number one pick quarterback we've ever seen because of the situation he's being drafted into. It's regardless of the skill set. And if you think, no, Andrew Luck was better, or Burrow was better, or Trevor Lawrence was better, like we can agree, disagree on any of that. Caleb is coming into a better situation than all of those guys. All of them. Mm-hmm. So the chances of him straight up busting is just a lot lower than those other picks. And I know a lot of people think I just mushed it. Well, that's because that's what you do. Um, and also, it's just the Bears. And I, like, man, if it if it ends up, you know, being a bust, it would just, it would be a new low. And I don't, I don't think I could work with you at that point. So, you know, if anybody's rooting for that, the yeah. demise of the show, yeah. Caleb Williams has a bust in two years, and, and you pivoting again, and, and, and all of us having to live through a potential extra Bears quarterback getting drafted, I think, you know, one of us is toast at that point. Well. <laughs> we, we would What's find that? new jobs. Oh, I, Who? I, Mitch is here. The in four the of us. <laughs> None of us want to do this anymore if this one doesn't work. Right? See, I, do you want to redo this? I I'll don't. Be, I'll be fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's got the high tolerance for it doesn't discomfort really, It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Only, okay. one, only one team can win the Super Bowl. This guy over here is going, how? Here's the thing. The, you need to figure out a way to, to answer this problem. It's a complex solution. It's like Matt Damon on the chalkboard in Goodwill Hunting. Like, you got to figure it out. They had all those smart guys at MIT. None yeah. of them could figure it out. But, but the janitor it. figured it the out. The janitor figured movie. it out. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah, ma- ma- maybe, maybe they should be scouting janitors. Who's next? All right, you're looking for answers. Let's go back to Undecided. Joining us from Bleacher Nation Cubs and Bears, uh, Lou. Luis! How you doing, guys? Good to see you. Happy to be here. Um, I love the steak comp because I love to cook. And so I have a question. For anybody, could you restate the steak comp for those of us just... (laughs) I mean, I feel like the steak comp is very polarizing. Uh, (laughs) So the steak comp was, uh, I love skirt steak. It's delicious. It's undeniably good, but A5 Wagyu is undeniably better, 
And if you have a weird opportunity where the A5 Wagyu is being offered to you for cheaper, obviously you take it. In this case, Justin is the skirt steak and Caleb is the Wagyu. Go ahead. And so this leads to my question. Do you trust who is cooking the steak? Because I know in my experience, I can't trust everyone's cooking. Right. Not everyone seasons their food. Not everyone does what they need to do with the whites in the kitchen. You said it, not me. Yeah, I get it. You said it, not me. Some so, so who's just some? Can you convince me that I can trust who's cooking? Uh, no, no. That scares me. No, yeah, but, but, but if the steak's good enough, if the steak's good enough, it's still it, it's still good, isn't it? It's still good. No. Uh, you you can overcook steak, but this is why the same, analogy sucks. But the, but those same people are with Justin. So what is it like that to me? Like that the idea of I don't trust the bears, or they'll bears it up, or I've never seen it happen before in my lifetime. What? A, okay, but Justin's wearing a Bears uniform. He's playing for Matt Eberflus. He's got Shane Waldron. He's playing in Soldier Field on the lakefront with the wind and like whatever other reasons that you think that the Bears have never been successful at quarterback from their cursed to their inept to their bad luck whatever it is like Justin's dealing with the same thing so back to the analogy like yeah you could burn the steak but I could burn the skirt steak you know what I mean I I, I, you you can mess up both cuts of meat yes you can but the analogy of course is imperfect and polarizing because this steak gets to be cooked multiple times. If it doesn't work and they fire everybody, then somebody will come in. Justin Herbert is on his third, third head, head coach. coach. Yeah. Third offensive coordinator or fourth offensive coordinator, yeah, I mean, possibly. You well, know? D- Dak Prescott is on his seventh offensive coordinator. So maybe f- fourth. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not comparing, I'm not saying you want Dak Prescott, but you want Justin Herbert. You would choose that every every time. I think it would be I, I, I think it would be insane not to want. So multiple shots at cooking the steak. There you go. See, the analogy was supposed to live within the confines of how I set up the analogy. <laughs> there weren't supposed to be all these follow up questions. I was supposed to have to deal with yeah. Shane's meat over here. <laughs> you know, about that's like not a, how a your re- job works. A reverse by the way. sear. It, it's not how your job works. I don't know. Pick apart the sports point all you want, but now I mean, it's like I'm not a chef. All right. Well, then don't use food analogies. There you go. Uh, all right. That what are we a, doing here? I still think it. Uh, I still think it was fine. Go on. So it's like a band in that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Hey, everybody, turn around. Mark Grody's in the house. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Bears reporter. We'll give you guys an opportunity to yell at him and ask some questions, and we'll ask him about the locker room dynamic on what Caleb Williams would be fighting to win over in Justin Fields' locker room. It's QB1 Town Hall. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The man that you fear most in football staring you right in the face. Mark Grody. I call him a maniac. Stone mania. Covering the Bears for 670 the score. You had to overcome the mystique. It was almost like an odor. He exuded a kind of a presence. His whole damn life was football. Wasn't driving a pretty car. Wasn't going to the local bar and pounding your chest, I'm the greatest. It was the opposite. Mark Grody. He was Moby Dick in a goldfish bowl. Mark Grody with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score. And another thing. Yeah, sure. Give it up for Mark Grody. That's right. Hey. hey. Give it up for the most likable person at The Score. Uh-huh. Dan Bernstein, close second. That's right. Turn that nameplate around. I'm sorry Turn you all had to wait so around. long for this, but we wanted to build up my appearance. So, he also yeah. did not dress up for you. I just want you all to know that. He's going on TV later, so don't feel special. Wow. Because well, I, I mean, don't. I, I could have No, no, no. I don't want you to lie. You okay. said you were going to lie. You said you were well, going to lie to them. Let people prepared. feel the benefit of his dressing up. Uh, no, That's I agree right. with the audience member who asked him where the Eberflus hair was. <laughs> Yeah. No, I got rid of the Eberflus hair. I finally had to do it. And like I was saying off the air, people are so – everywhere I go right now, I am just a walking disappointment <laughs> because yeah. of, like, every, where's the Flus hair? I didn't uh, realize. I know. It was I had Eberflow. Exactly. Eberflow. <laughs> so, yes, I apologize. And if you had come here to see the, the, the Eberflus flow – then you may leave now because I, it's not happening. They got their Aurelios. They didn't <laughs> yeah. get their flow, and now they're out. I heard there was booze here, too. What, what's, uh... they, they have gifted us booze. We can't give them booze because of legal oh, reasons and liability. Until Mitch leaves. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of boring. Yeah. Um, the most likable person of the score. Don't Danny, where do, where do you rank on that, you think? Power Depends. ranking. Nine, 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 yeah, yeah, nine is fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's in the top ten. That <laughs> is in the top that's ten. A, that's in the top ten. Uh, yeah. I will also say. Yeah, Dave the Cat, shout out. We're just yeah. going to yell things that we know see, about Mark Rody. Shane's. He loves Les Cropstein. Illinois State Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Alcoholic, yeah. You said it, not me. This guy over here is like, whoa. He said it. Dude, he said the real thing loud, loud. Yeah, Parko was going to say it next. Another thing about the steak analogy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did hear the steak analogy. Thank God. Ryan Poles didn't even 
order the skirt steak. He didn't even pick this steak. He didn't pick the steak. Mm. So you don't think he wants his Wagyu? Yeah, he does want his Wagyu. Texture said, here's the thing about Wagyu. You barely need to cook the Wagyu. You just season it. That's how good it is. And sear it a little bit. Excellent point. That's why Caleb is Wagyu. Just give him like one good wide receiver and a couple of plays. I'm back in on this analogy. (laughs) You guys cannot get me off this analogy. This is very strong. I mean, what if in one show I took being the analogy guy and the steak guy from Shane? Yeah, that last part's not happening. I don't know. It's a pretty strong steak and analogy. How long do you cook cook chicken parmesan? Enough. Enough. I messed it up one time. Every other time, it's been great. Okay? One time counts. One time, it was bad. We have an invaluable resource in Mark Grody. Mark Grody, how would the Bears locker room react to the removal of Justin Fields? I I think that they genuinely like Justin Fields. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I see it every day that I'm there. That is real. The things that you hear about them liking Justin Fields. However, they also understand that this is a business. And many of those guys in the locker room that love Justin Fields have not gotten theirs yet. So A, they understand it's a business. The other part is, is they know, they see what's going on in terms of Justin Fields, they see that he's not a finished product. And I know a lot of players love him. A lot of players say what they have to say when we put the microphones in front of them. I think it's pretty genuine when it comes from guys like DJ Moore, who has been a champion for Justin Fields. I think that that's genuine. But long-rounded way of saying that if Caleb Williams comes into that locker room, there's not going to be some sort of player protest because Justin Fields is gone. Yes, of course, Caleb Williams would have to, or whomever it is, would have to win over the locker room. But I do think the love that Justin Fields has in the locker room is a little bit overstated in terms of what it means for the future. It's real, but I don't think that anybody in that locker room is going to start a mutiny. I don't I don't either. Uh, they, they're used to it all the time. NFL, not for long, all that stuff. What is fascinating, we just don't know this, is does Ryan Poles, who was there when they drafted Mahomes... How big of a deal does he think it is that he sat his rookie year behind Alex Smith? Mm. Because you can't do that. I don't think you can have Justin and Caleb. Because Justin wants his. He's got a powerful agent. He would know that he's on a short leash. And that then the Justin faction in the locker room would have no reason to move off of Justin because he would be still the guy. So I think it would stunt Caleb and Justin and reduce your resources. So I don't think that... There's a scenario for polls to like draft Caleb and then do the Mahomes thing. Because if you draft Caleb, you've got to get rid of Justin Fields. Because any time that someone has sat, whether it was Jordan Love sitting for a Hall of Famer to be, or Aaron Rodgers sitting for a Hall of Famer to be, or, you know, Pat Mahomes sitting to a guy who'd been in the league for eight years and Alex Smith and had been successful. It's a different kind of situation than a, a young quarterback still trying to prove it and get his. Well, I, I agree. I think that if Caleb Williams came here, I think that he would start from the very beginning. But you have two quarterbacks that the Bears, one of which the Bears have, and Mitch Trubisky. Both of those guys, the plan was 
to sit those guys. Yep. No, no matter what they did, when Mitch came in, mm-hmm. the plan was to have him sit out. That's maybe who knows. Maybe the plan would have been to have him play the last few games or do what Alex Smith did or Patrick Mahomes did in the Alex Smith year to play that final year. And then the the plan with Justin Fields. We know it now. We all protested it. So, you know, why why have a quarterback competition? Why is Andy Dalton there? But guess what? Matt Nagy did not want to play Justin Fields that year. I don't think he wanted to play him at all. So there is recent precedent, different regime. I totally understand that. But it's not completely outlandish that they would sit him, uh, uh, Caleb Williams, for a, a few games before they started him right away. Could you imagine how this town would deal with Caleb Williams sitting behind Tyson Bajant for a few games? Oh, man. I didn't really, th- I didn't really think of it in, in those terms. I mean, he's under contract. Yeah, yeah, that that would be rough. I don't think the lifespan would be very long. I'd be so out on that scenario. I'd, I'd lose my mind. You know, I don't think it's going to happen. No, no I it's think, not. I think, if, I think if Caleb Williams was to come here, I do believe that he would start from the very beginning. But like, like it's fair to point out the, the recent, the the very recent history for the Bears. Again, different regime, sure. different thoughts, different quarterbacks, but they did not want to play those two first-round quarterbacks. Right, but Andy Dalton was not a young guy trying to prove it. He was, by that time, a rent-a-quarterback who you know, knew that he would get a chance for a year, and Mike Glennon thought he was just going to get a chance for a year. Hell, you can go all the way back to Steve McNair when Chris Chandler was much more oh, of a man. made guy to play in front of Steve McNair. This would be a very odd dynamic. You mentioned that... You know, I'm not asking you to out what players have said mm-hmm. off the air, yeah. but there there is an understanding of where Justin is as a quarterback and what he still has to learn among the players. Yeah, like if you and I and everybody in this audience can under, can see and understand that e- even if you support Justin Fields and you are Team Justin Fields sitting in this room, you know that he is not a complete quarterback yet you know it's not all there if you and i can see that if we're just being honest with each other then of course the players see the same thing the players know that there is development that still needs to be had for sure so if we're having private conversations with these guys of you know on the private side they're like, yeah we love justin Fields. we think he's great but there are things that he still has to get better at and that that's that's part of why the locker room could handle this they, they are going to support him and they like him because I heard you guys talking about it. He is wholly likable. Justin Fields is that guy for sure. But these guys all understand the NFL. They know the quarterback position. And many of the the players in the Bears locker room, quite frankly, have not yet benefited from Justin Fields. So deep down, it's not like they're going to be screwed if Justin Fields is gone. DJ Moore may be the exception just because he... But he's produced with everybody. Everybody. That's true, but he, he does seem like... I think I got. He a had a great year, best year of his career with Justin. No doubt, and every chance he had, he seemed to give a what I thought was a genuine endorsement of Justin Fields. Sometimes you could kind of tell when a guy is just saying something because you put a microphone in front of their face and they they say what they have to say. But I could tell with DJ Moore that he genuinely liked him. I could see him being turned off if they brought somebody else in, but. I, I, I'll, I'll say it again. These, these guys get it. They understand. And there's probably players in that locker room. They're like, yeah, man, Caleb Williams, just like you, Danny Parkins. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. No, smart ones. Um, so Bears. you were at the Combine la- last year. Bear, bears. bears. Well, by the way, what do you think about this? Oh, How many Bears? You know what? I'm looking at it that. It is a Bearhead. It is a Bearhead. 
I am, uh, I'm going to say nine and a half bears. Wow. Just because, here's the problem. Here's the problem with this, okay? The, the problem, he won't no, put I, it on. He's I got to do television cut. later. I can't ruin this quaff, you know? I can't. Um, it looks, a, there's a little bit of like a bangles tint to this, you know? So that's a, but Too many stripes. And, but nine and a half bears, that's still pretty good. Here, here's a question. Uh, yeah. You gave, I believe, Doug Kramer. Doug Kramer, uh, Rated yes. the highest in terms of number of bears. That is true. If, if nine Chica and three quarters bears for Doug Kramer, Illini guy. If Chicagoland native Nick Allegretti, oh, Nick Allegretti. were to become a bear. Oh, he played through a torn ACL. Having played through an injury like that. And winning two Super Bowls. How many bears are we talking I about? I don't usually do this, but since you guys have a live studio audience today, <laughs> yeah. you ready for this? Yeah. This is a special day for all of you guys. Oh, okay. You ready for this? Yeah. Twelve bears. Oh! <laughs> twelve bears. Twelve bears. Twelve bears. Where would you even get the? Do you even have twelve bears? Uh, we'll find twelve bears. There's Ryan Porth right there. But can you get a couple extra bears out of the closet? Appreciate that. Thank you. Far be it from me to derail this with an actual question. Um, so boring. So at the Combine last year, it was a pretty horribly kept secret that the Bears were shopping the number one overall pick. Uh -huh. Do you believe that this year it will be the same? Like, Do you think, not, not about the number one pick, but that it will, instead of it being an open secret that they're shopping the number one pick, is it going to be an open secret that they are shopping Justin Fields? Oh, man, that's such a great question because, yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to be there next. Like, supposedly there was that – the the Albert Breer report that we're going to know exactly yeah. what's going on at that time. So, oh, man, would they do that? To yeah, I do think that that's very possible because I, I, I think that Ryan Poles is thinking Caleb Williams. So that would definitely suggest a trade of Justin Fields. So why not put it out there? Make it known so you can get the the best possible offer from any of those thirty two teams. I I think that you're right. I think that you have to you want to trade him earlier than later, because you, at, the later you go, other teams will make moves to do things. I mean, Baker Mayfield he's probably going back to Tampa, but he's got to make a decision. Kirk Cousins has to make a decision. There are four quarterbacks that are going to be drafted in the first round, maybe five. Like Those all would go to teams that would maybe impact where Justin Fields could go. So the longer you wait on it, the potential you create for fewer teams to be in, in on the bidding. Right, and obviously you, you – know, I think about well, obviously what he did last year, and that's why we're talking about this now, but the, the player, too, that they hopefully would get because it worked out so well with DJ Moore – this year like that's a huge part of it how are you going to make this Bears team better other than the quarterback situation right now just like they did with DJ Moore last year so that's that's an important part to me too number and, nine pick and, man. And, 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 yeah and and also well number nine pick yeah we'll talk about that but you know, you know preying on the bad teams yes but yeah the number nine pick yeah so we'll take some questions with Mark Grody, then Olin Krutz, uh at 5 o'clock. And again, thank you to Aurelio's for making this possible. It's their 65th anniversary, the oldest pizza chain in Chicago. Go to Aurelio'sPizza.com if you want to sign up for an opportunity to uh, go to a Hawks game with Joe Aurelio and Jeremy Roenick. Their sauce is going to be available uh, in a bunch of stores coming up. They've got a collaboration with Two Brothers for Beer, so big things happening at Aurelio's as always. It's the QB1 Town Hall with Parkins and Spiegel live in the Blue Cross Blue Shield perform performance stage on the score.
The Parkinson Spiegel Show. I love this. This is my type of party. I love this. Afternoons on the score. We're back live from the Blue Cross Blue Shield Performance Stage with more of the QB1 Town Hall broadcast with the Parkinson Spiegel Show on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Hanging here with Mark Grody at the QB1 Town Hall. Uh, Groats, a texture just said, did I miss the part of the show where you guys tell me why Caleb Williams is a good prospect? The answer is yes. Yes, you did. I, at 3 o'clock, we played what I think is the best and most comprehensive breakdown of that yet from Joel Klatt uh, on the five different aspects of quarterback play and how Caleb grades out at absolutely elite at each one of them. I strongly recommend anybody who missed it to rewind on the Odyssey app and go back to the top of the 3 o'clock hour where we played that. But we have people... Or Search Caleb Williams highlights. Uh, yeah, you could do that. <laughs> but that's not enough for some folks. All right, I know, but I'm just saying. That was pretty decisive. I heard that. and uh, it was pretty strong. That was about it? as authoritatively given um, promotion of Caleb Williams. Not that you needed another one, but that was very good. And it was a breakdown, uh, especially of some things that we know are still Justin's uh, trouble spots that uh, apparently are not. Uh, uh, Shane, do we have uh, somebody that we want to go to who wants to talk to Mark Grody as yeah. well? That's a rare opportunity. With, uh, with Grody here, let's do an undecided. Uh, Usat, you still here? Yeah, there you are. Oh, uh, it's Wusan. I, I, I was just talking to him because I saw him in like eight layers on his way to Bears Packers last year. Oh, nice. And I thought he was a very, like a heavy person. A great he, big fat person? He is no. not a, <laughs> a great big fat person. Oh. He is not. Oh, wait. He's an incredibly thin man who layered up like with eight layers. Yeah. Because it was cold out. <laughs> Nailed it. So he's smart. <laughs> he's thin and smart. And smart. And I talked to him earlier and he golfs. Oh so he's boy. also oh, awesome. Okay, wow. thin, smart golfing guy. What do you got? Right. He likes okay. the show here as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am undecided between the two quarterbacks. Right now, I probably lean 60-40 for Justin. And I think my biggest thing with Caleb is that I see, like, his traits, but I see a lot of the same flaws that he has as Justin. So how can we guarantee that he won't improve on them? And then also, he's being labeled as generational by everybody. And, like, no one even knew, like, Mahomes would be generational. No one knew Brady would be generational. Like, these guys, they're labeling him to be great right away. So what would he realistic expectations of him coming in. Do you want him to be a top 10 quarterback in his rookie year or a top 15 or just better than Justin? On the first part of that, let me lean on the Joel Klatt breakdown and say that his strengths, um, one is movement like Mahomes. That's his superpower, looking downfield and getting rid of it. That's why he gets the Mahomes comps. But pocket presence and pocket ability is a big-time strength for Caleb, and that is not one of the big-time strengths for Justin. So I don't think it's the exact same. How about the last part of it? Mark, what's a realistic expectation for, for Caleb Williams in, in year one? Yeah, no, I, I think that if, if we are talking, and I've seen the video, I have seen the tape, and he is able to do extraordinary things. I don't think that this is a year that you could say about Caleb Williams that he can be average. I think he I think he has the ability with all the talents and all the stuff that he went through to be good right away. Now I know that by saying that that's just putting extraordinary pressure on the guy and I'll be one of many reporters as we will breathlessly report everything that goes on during training camp if you know if it is indeed Caleb Williams, but I just think that the, the abilities, they, they are that special, and they are that real, and the arm talent is that real, and the pot, like, you mentioned the pocket presence, and that's what was going through my head, too. That, that has been 
to me, I think one of the things that I had to move away from Justin Fields on was because of just too many times in games where you are watching, whether I'm in a press box or on the sideline, as I was for a couple of years with Justin Fields, and you see that guy coming after Ju- – and everybody in the stadium sees it, everybody watching on TV sees it, but Justin Fields doesn't see that. On the other side, I do believe that Caleb Williams has that. And so, long, yeah, long-winded way of is he going to be – I think he's going to be expected to be good right away. Yeah, and the team's going to have expectations uh, to win right away. He'll be coming into yes. a very pressure-packed situation, which he's dealt with uh, before. And the guys that do get the generational label, they generally don't bust. Like Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Andrew Luck, they don't bust. You know, that Baker Mayfield, Bryce Young, like the guys that you think those, of were bust. Those, those weren't generational. That's players. what I'm saying. They, like yeah, they're yeah. number one pick quarterbacks. Right, but the guys exactly. that get this label, they, they generally don't bust. And then you also drop them into a seven-win team and not a two- or a three-win team. So bust feels extremely unlikely to me. Uh, Grody, thank you so much yeah, for, my pleasure. for coming in. Yeah. Round of applause Thanks, guys. for Moby Ditka. 15 bears for this audience. Oh. 15 oh. bears. No, you're pandering now. Porth has to well, go get three I'm more. Porth. And even I'm Allegretti. <laughs> Our next guest, though, really is so, yeah. 10 bears. <laughs> Olin Krutz. Yeah, it has 10 bears. I've yeah. never heard what Olin Krutz thinks of watching Caleb Williams, so he is going to share that with us for the first time. Can you pair a rookie center with a rookie quarterback? What did he think about Justin Fields' improvement? Olin Krutz joins the QB1 Town Hall on the Parkinson Spiegel Show next on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.